It'd be great. <laughs> audio, audio. Well, check, I check. got to get it open first because oh. YouTube's YouTube's notifications are not particularly speedy. Oh, never mind. There it is, right there. Throw me a little audio. Let me talk to you. Let me talk to you. Yeah. All righty. We are good to go. Welcome, everyone. Once again, you thought we were gone. Didn't you? That's what you thought. Don't blame him. He's not. It's not no, him. I'm, I'm not blaming anybody. Shit happens. And when it's a passion project, life Life happens, but this podcast is brought to you by the rock band again, who has just released their first, their debut album, the red album, more on them in a moment, but we're talking SummerSlam. I don't know that I was going to do an impression and then I couldn't figure out who I wanted to do. SummerSlam. I'd help you out with the Mr. Kennedy thing. Oh, there you go. Yeah. The echo. Appreciate that. Um, but Wrestling fans, this is not a plug. This is just for your information. Uh, recently, on the Average Intelligence podcast, um, we were obligated by our corporate overlords to do a review of the Barbie movie. However, it was thought best that the actual hosts not do the review because it's two dudes. And as our liberal overlord said at the beginning bias would have been an understatement. So a couple of Barbies were brought in to review the Barbie movie, but then some interesting things happen and I'm not going to spoil it for you, but I can tell you in the end, the day is saved by none other than macho man, Randy Savage. So if you want to check that out, that dumpster fire of hilarity that is on the average intelligence podcast, YouTube channel, but let's get into SummerSlam. Started off with a bang right out of the gate. Logan Paul versus Ricochet. You know, in my opinion, it was great for what they done, but it felt it felt a little underwhelming to me. Okay, I'm I, you're not alone because and I I'm watching it and I know exactly what's happening is they've hyped it up so much and then I hyped it up in my own head because I know what both of these guys are capable of. And it just, yeah. it just didn't, it, it delivered like it wasn't a bad match at all, yeah. but it just, it, that's the perfect way to put it. It felt just a little, a little underwhelming, but it, it, it felt like not to cut you off. Like it felt like there could have been more. Yes. And I think that if this had been, because it's not even that the booking was bad. If this had just had a little bit more, not even time, just some more content to simmer over, Logan could have talked a little bit more shit against Ricochet. Like, they kind of tried to shoehorn that bit in where Logan was, like, flirting with his fiance or whatever. But if they'd done that earlier, that could have played into it, and then the match would have just felt like it meant a little bit more. But this did... It's, it's a shame because these are two very, very talented athletic guys, but it just kind of felt thrown together. Kind of. And I, I, I'm not saying it had to do with it. I think a little bit had to do with him having to leave early. 
True, yes, because his brother his brother had a boxing match, which is definitely why they went on first, but um and and the the finish again, I didn't hate it and I understand what they were doing, but it just felt kind of eh because every Logan Paul match has ended that way except for the tag one, the first tag one. Well, I don't think it's just that. I think it's we're not getting enough of who the guy was that gave him the brass knuckles. Right, because I have no idea who that dude was. Nobody, like, unless you, like, actually know more about Logan Paul, but, like, I don't think anybody knows who it is. Like, Well, like, I, I, I know who KSI is just through happenstance and the fact that I, I'm on the Internet in 2023. But, yeah, this other dude who handed him the brass knuckles, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea. Like, if they would have went in and... If they were went into more of who this guy was, I think it would have made more sense because at this point it's just a random guy handing him brass knuckles. Yeah, and then the the end of the match kind of felt a little. Now I get it; they wanted to protect Ricochet, but I mean, would losing to Logan Paul really have hurt Ricochet? That, yeah, I would have. Well, what <sighs> what I don't understand is he already has like metal pieces and metal screws and stuff in his hand, like. What's the point of brass knuckles if you've already made it a point that your hand is made of steel? Did he use the other hand? I don't know. No, he used the same hand. You're reading too much into it, Brian. That's 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 what's happening. You're using logic. You can't do that in pro wrestling. It don't make no sense, which in fact we'll get into a little bit more in a bit. Um, and before we continue, I do want to say... How did you rate SummerSlam overall? Because I, I think you and I will agree on this. SummerSlam was solid. It, it, it was. My. It wasn't, it wasn't a. It wasn't as solid as people had rumored it because, like, there was rumor Bray was going to show up. There was rumor Cena was going to be there, and Cena was a big rumor to be there. Oh, there really? Yeah, it was. I had read a bunch of forums where the people were saying Cena was supposed to show up, and then there was a rumor the Rock may show up. And like, I think it overhyped in people's head these these guys that may show up at SummerSlam. But I think, I think I would give it a solid seven. Yeah, and like, here's the thing, because I was actually asked how was it, because I have another friend who hadn't watched it yet, and he was like, "Ah, should I watch it?" I'm like, "Yeah, you should. You should definitely watch it." Um, but don't just, just don't expect, don't expect WrestleMania, frankly, you yeah. know, it was, it was, it wasn't, it was better than all right, but it wasn't like, oh my God, you know, like it was a solid show, but they were a lot of the match, literally almost all the matches kind of had that feeling of like, oh, that was good, but it would have yeah. been nice if there was just a little something and there was Really, only two matches I can think of where that wasn't the case, and one of them really surprised me because, well, we'll we'll get to that. But yeah, I would have rated a seven, seven and a half. Yeah. I'd say I'd, I'd agree with that. But as we've already said, Logan Paul delivered the knockout blow to Ricochet via brass knuckles that some dude handed him. <laughs> some dude. I still don't know who it was. As far as far as we know, it could have been a bum. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. Um, and then the next match, which again, I understand why it was on at this time. I don't think it should have been, but there were, 
extenuating circumstances. And this is my tie for match of the night. Um, but we saw Cody Rhodes get a clean, strong victory over the beast Brock Lesnar in what I thought, like I said, the only reason I don't consider this match of the night is because the main event surprised me, but we'll, we'll get there. Well, I got a lot to talk about the main yeah, event. I got a lot to say about the main event. And, uh, but I said, we'll get there. I got a lot to say about this match too. Um, I don't think you could have done this any other way. And I mean that in the best way possible. Now, Hold that thought. I'm going to go procure my food. That's fine. I'll talk about a couple things. Um, so you know how we did our uh, our forbidden door. Um, the what would you call it? The logo for it has been already made. Jake's seen it. I've seen it. It is fantastic. Now, in short due time, it, the logo could could or may be leaked or posted somewhere. That's why you got to make sure you check all your surroundings. Now, I don't know. Maybe we can set it up where the logo is hidden on the screen somewhere. What? I'm talking about the logo for the our forbidden door. Oh. Maybe the... I was telling him about... I, I didn't tell him what it was yet. But what I will say... Oh, I forgot. They haven't seen... You showed me the logo, but... Yeah, you know the logo. I know the logo. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I will say that it took a lot of inspiration from WCW. Yeah. That's all I will say. But in due time, it will be posted. Maybe we might just go ahead and just put it on Instagram. Or maybe we might post a video to TikTok or to YouTube and have it leaked in there somewhere, and you got to find it. You don't know. You got to follow everywhere. We should do that. Yeah, it'd just be a cheap ploy to get people to follow. Yep. But you got to follow everywhere. Follow everywhere. It could be posted on Twitter. You could see it on Instagram, TikTok, um, or it could be YouTube. One of those spots. You it's, never know. It's a mystery. But I am working on it. It's actually a lot more for process do you think it is because when you have to go to the community creations on 2k23 and always try to find the most updated one that looks the best because it's hard with like taking guys from AEW if they want in WWE because when it comes to the entrances their entrances aren't going to be the same you right but we're we're doing the best we, we can the best we can now what I can do and what we may be able to do and I don't know if it'll work because we still don't know if we're going to do it live for you guys or we might just record it, post it to YouTube, do our voiceover, do whatever you got to do. What we may be able to do, we may be able to plug in the music. Ooh, yeah, maybe. We may be able to plug the music in. And what I can do is just have to use some kind of basic as close as entrance form. And I know I can do a slideshow on the Titantron. Hmm with just pictures of like spots they've done or something like that or spots of them. But I have been working on it and it's going to take a long process. I, I actually, I know how we can do that. If you're up for a field trip to do it live or record it. Okay. 
I, I, I can make a field trip. Yeah, because we can use the uh, the average intelligence studio. We have a control board. So we could load what music we needed to into it so it would just be the press of a button. We'll talk we'll we'll talk about that off camera, but the viewers want SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Isn't, isn't that right, viewers? Let us know what you want. We'll totally just we'll talk about whatever you want. Um so I yeah. Mean, talk about the new Western Metal series. I'll talk about that all day. I just finished it. Oh, we just lost. Damn it. Um screw you guys. Anyway, um f- fun thought. I feel like Eli, not Eli, well, it is Eli Drake, but now he's LA Knight. I feel like he would have been really, I think he would have fit in like a glove in WCW. I think he would have fit in, but I think he definitely would have been a mid-carder. Mm. That's true. He would have been, he was, there was too many top guys to put him as a top guy. Could you imagine, though, like let's let's play with the time-space continuum here. Could you imagine a world in which LA Knight right now with Ric Flair in his prime. I was just going to... That was literally in my mind. The promos. The promos. The woo yeah-offs that we could get. Or he's like, let me talk to you. Let's talk about it. It would have been great. Woo! Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Would have been awesome. It would have been. I cannot believe how that, how quickly and strong that got over with me, considering how much I hated it when I first heard it. I I, I can get over anybody with you. Uh, I was going to say, I'm, Dan Housen. And you know what it is? It's not you, not to take credit away from you, but what got, what got it over for me is he just ran with it. Like, he, oh, he did. He didn't half-ass it. He's and I'm like, oh my god, I actually like this now. And it just this is a little. I mean, we've already seen it on Raw. If people would have watched it already. They've got L.A. Knight and the Miz paired up right now. Ooh. The promo that they already had was nice. It's it's gonna be. And what started it was because of a photo shoot because L.A. Knight was getting pictures taken and Miz showed up for it, and L.A. Knight was already getting his pictures taken and Miz had to wait. Ah, this this is beautiful. L.A. Knight is the type of guy, and I, this goes back as long as I've known about him. Back when he was Eli Drake, he was somebody that I always looked at. And I was like, this guy could go anywhere and get over by doing the exact. Because sometimes you have to play it a little bit differently depending on the audience. But like yeah. when he was in Impact TNA, he was. I don't think he was doing the yeah thing, but I mean, he was essentially the same guy. Uh, he he did have the yeah. Oh, he did. Yes, you're right. He did. It didn't start really at first. And then um, the dummy button came up and he was recording his voice lines for the dummy button. Mm-hmm. One time he said dummy and then he went, yeah. And then they heard him like that sticks. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you hear it and you're just like, but I even think, like, LA, we already said WCW, he would have been fine there. I even think LA Knight, as he is right now, I even think in, like, classic ECW, he could have made that work. 
I feel like he could have made the gimmick work. I don't think I don't know how well his wrestling style would have went over. Oh, I don't know. I, well, as a heel, he would have been fine. Yeah. I don't think I don't think he would have been a babyface in ECW. But um, about the only place, maybe I don't know. I bet he could get it over in Japan. Oh, I'm sure the I'm sure the crowd in Japan would eat it up. Yeah, and then yeah, and uh, I think he, if he showed up in AEW tomorrow. Oh, I guarantee he would, but AEW's a different talk with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I don't know, I, I'm, I'm. There's been some glimmers of hope when it comes to AEW for me. Oh, but to get back on topic, because I'm. Do we want to shit on AEW now or later? I mean, I'm down to shit on whoever, whenever. <laughs> uh, no. So big news especially for me, um, RVD finally showed up in AEW after he talked massive shit a couple of years ago. <laughs> and I would I just, I would like to point out also, guess who was right again? Us, we were right. Because, and this isn't n- brand new news, but AEW is not calling him Jungle Boy anymore. Oh, they're, they're calling him Jack Perry. And, and he's gone... Know. And he's gone to Hollywood, and he's a heel, and he's talking about how much better he is than everybody else because his dad was Luke Perry. And I'm just like, and they didn't. I don't know who would have meant that. Oh, I don't know. Oh, and well, they didn't cut the hair, but he's no longer like Tarzaning it. Yeah. Oh wait, that was us. Another one bites the dust. It's like I. It's like we know something. Sometimes I freak myself out because, like, we we called it to a T with the Cody entrance at WrestleMania. And we called the Jungle Boy thing to a T. So, and here's the other thing. We've called the four pillars right thus far because, guess what? MJF has been a heel the whole time. Darby Allen's been a face the whole time. And both uh, Sammy, I almost said Sammy Zayn, Sammy Guevara and Jungle Boy have at one point or another... Sammy's flipped back and forth, but they've been a heel and babyface now. It's almost like we can read this shit. And I I care more about what Jungle Boy's doing right now than I have in the past three years. He's got to be a heel to get out of that shell of his, and I think it's working. Yeah. He's talked more in the past month than I think he has in the past year prior exactly. to that. Exactly. And it's not, he's still finding his footing, don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's better. And uh, I haven't watched Dynamite this week yet, but I know Jungle Boy versus RVD. Don't spoil it for me. I don't want it spoiled. I don't think RVD's, I don't think RVD's going to win, but don't spoil it. But um, I like, I, I dig the concept. I dig it. And plus, I'm always, RVD's, RVD's special for me because he was the first well, he was the wrestler that got me into wrestling, frankly. Yeah. Well, a funny story about that. I heard there was supposed to be a rumor where there were supposed to be guys, different ECW guys that lead up to RVD. I had heard that. And then all of a sudden they have their match. So I'm like, I would have probably liked the idea better of having ECW guys like lead up to RVD and Jack Perry at like all in or something that, but here we go again. 
That's AEW booking because you're right. You're absolutely right. And that match would have brought the house down just on build up alone. Yeah. But the problem they may have come across. Are there any ECW wrestlers that can still technically go in the ring? Next. I mean, Sabu still does indie stuff. That's true. Could have gotten Sabu. Um, Sandman still does indie stuff. Oh, does he? Well, in his wrestling style, he could. But these Jungle Boy. Yeah, but Jungle Boy would have to beat these people. True. And like, I guess there's Bully Ray. I don't know if he's officially retired, but I mean, uh, come he on. He come still does impact. Yeah, I was like, come on. Jungle Boy can't beat Bully Ray. So I guess when you put it that way, I kind of get it. Yeah. But surely you could have gotten like, I don't know, Mikey Whipwreck still wrestle. The blue meanie's hanging around somewhere. People would the hate blue, that the blue meanie. I forgot about the meanie. Yeah, they could have done that. Stevie Richards wrestle? Uh, no, he's been real sick the last year or so. That's 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 what I thought. Um, but I digress. Raven still wrestles, although Jack Perry beating Raven would just be fucking criminal. Now, Raven from the WCW days and Jack Perry, I think that'd have been a killer match. You know what would have been killer, actually, is if Raven came in and became Jack Perry's, like, his sting. Yeah. Ooh. There's a thought. I mean, Vampiro still wrestles for... Vamp- or even now I'm thinking about being, like, a manager-mentor figure. Yeah. But speaking of Vampiro, we talk- I don't know if we talked about it. I know I talked about it with Benji, but one of my favorite matches is uh, Vampiro versus Pentagon Ultima Lucha one of my favorite matches too it's so good and it shouldn't be but it's so good good that's actually a go-to of mine man i miss lucha underground i know they were screwing people over but man i miss lucha underground i'd like it to come back eventually yes i would i would love that with better contracts but I digress. I would I would love to have Lucha Underground come back. Or actually, Tony Khan, just buy Lucha Underground, please. Because, <laughs> hell, I think virtually almost everybody that was on that roster is in AEW right now, save for Rey Mysterio and Ricochet. Yep. And uh, Santos Escobar, who was King Cuerno. Yep. And EO Sky. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay, so maybe it's a 50-50 split, but like A.R. Fox. um, There's another guy who is really good in Lucha Underground. Oh, Swerve Strickland. Yep. He was uh, Killshot, I believe, was the guy's name. Not sure. Yeah, I I can't. Yeah, it was Killshot because I always want to say Deadshot, but that's DC. But... Back on a topic a little bit. Let's talk about this Cody Brock match. Well, I want to divert, but it'll lead us back in. Have okay. you have you watched the Cody documentary yet? I have, and it was fantastic. It was. I was waiting, though, because I was like, they got to have some footage from Ring right. of Honor and AEW. They have to. Oh, they were straight up with it. They handed over WWE the stuff to do it. Which makes perfect sense. I'm I'm kind of disappointed they didn't have more, but I get it. They didn't want it to be an 
uh, an AEW documentary. Parker says, hi, I don't want to say your last name, or if that is your last name, but hi, Parker, how are you? What did you think of SummerSlam? But yeah, the Cody documentary was fantastic. I like that they got Stephen Amell to narrate it. That was perfect. Yep. Yeah, no one cares about that secondary promotion. Which secondary promotion? Oh, that you one. Remember, you remember Triple H saying that? I mean, it's true, though. But compare Cody at his height in AEW to now, and you tell me which company's bigger. As a fan of AEW who shit on WWE for years, there was never a question of which company was bigger. There never will be a question. No, there, there, there won't. Like, Unless something happens and Triple H gets out of the business, Vince gets out if if the core people get out of the business of WWE, that's when it'll go downhill. If they hired Dixie Carter to run it, then yes, AEW will eclipse WWE. But unless that happens, or, well, if they bring back Vince Russo, maybe. True. So, no, I guess, I guess it's possible. But that does lead us back into Cody versus Brock, which was, I like I said, I don't think they could have done this any other way. It was exactly how i don't want to say it was perfect because i don't like to call anything perfect but it was you couldn't have done this any other way so the match was flawless to me oh yeah yeah the match had nothing wrong with it there was two things that bothered me though two things one this match was a one-on-one match right uh-huh no nothing Two reasons why I say that. One, Brock put Cody through a table. On the outside. That should have been on Mag DQ. No, no, no. Not on the outside. Okay. Cody hit Brock with the steel steps. On the outside. Yeah, but I thought that still... Nope. As far as I'm aware, if it's on the outside, it's fine. It You only get DQ'd if you're in the ring. Interesting. I'll have to look that up. Well, and here's the thing, though. That might not be the rule, but that's how I see it enforced almost all the time. It it, it makes sense, though, for the storyline, because it's like the ref digress and just lets it happen because there's so much into the storyline, there's so much on the line, that he's like, maybe I might let these couple of things go because it's just such a meaningful story. And you know what? Not to... I swear I'm not going to change topic, but that's something that Lucha Underground, I loved about them, is they would say in big matches, like, the referee has been instructed to give a little more leeway in this yeah. match. So, you know, maybe if you're counting somebody out and you get to nine, maybe don't don't get to ten, you know, or, you know, maybe look the other way if he's got a chair, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like if companies just say stuff like that then it's fine yeah like both participants have agreed that they're they're fine with the ref being a little bit lax because it's not about following the rules this time but conversely if you're going to do that when you don't say that the refs have to follow everything to a t yeah which for the most part they do at least in wwe we're not talking about aew but 
Um, I thought the I thought the finish was fantastic. Well, Brock Shorts wasn't fantastic though. Well, there we go. <laughs> we found a problem. You know what was you know what was funny though because I was watching it with my girl right and um, the the one thing she said she she thought it was good and not being like a hardcore wrestling fan. But it's weird. She likes watching wrestling with me. I think she likes how into it I get. But she was just like, they're so sweaty. <laughs> and I thought the same thing. I'm like, you know what? She's right. Because, like, I mean, wrestlers sweat. But, I mean, they were. Must have been really hot. Oh, I had them in. They're sweaty. I mean, Brock looked like he just walked through a car wash at the end. Uh, probably. I have expected him to just, like, wet dog it and go, like, Bruh. But yeah, it was it was a, it was a solid match. It was everything that it was supposed to be, and we saw Brock hand the torch to Cody. Loved it, and I think now I've heard. I can't confirm this, but I have heard from multiple people, one of whom being Jim Cornette, that apparently that wasn't supposed to happen. But Brock called an audible and just said, "I'm like just did it," mm-hmm. which makes Cody's reaction even funnier because he's like, "It's over. It's over." He's like, but Cody's got enough sense to kind of figure yeah. what he was doing. Um, but I think what Brock may have been doing is planting a seed for later when Cody is doing something different and needs a tag team partner or needs backup. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be shocked. I'm going to I'm going to call it. I'm calling a shot. WrestleMania. Cody versus Roman. The bloodline intervenes on Roman's behalf. Brock Lesnar shows up and lays them all out. Maybe. Maybe. I'm calling it. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, so SummerSlam. Anything to add to the uh, Cody-Brock match? No. Alrighty, so Cody obviously won. And then we had definitely the surprise match of the night because, full disclaimer, I hate Battle Royals. Um, And it's it's funny because this match did not surprise me at all. I saw this coming from a mile away. I knew they might as well call it the L.A. Knight Battle Royal because it was obvious. If L.A. Knight didn't win that, that place would have been in a riot. Yeah. Plus, they've been doing Slim Jim commercials with L.A. Knight, so it stands to reason that he would win the Slim Jim Battle Royal. But it was a good, good, fun Battle Royal. It was, and like that's what, like, that's what I was about to say. Like Most Battle Royals are short, sweet, to the point. You get down to three or four people, you have your storyline spot, and then you have the winner. This had a story throughout the whole thing. It was, I know. This is like, you look up what a battle royale is supposed to be in the dictionary, and this pops up. Because there were a lot of interweaving stories. Um, A lot of people had shining moments, right? And they told a story with almost a wrestler. Mm -hmm. Because... For the first time I've ever seen it about a Royal, people weren't stupid. They all went yep. after the big dude together. Exactly. It was everything what a battle Royal should be. 
That is all. That is all you can say when it comes to that. It was a, it was a bump for LA Knight to finally get his his little bump, because he's been getting a Kofi and Daniel Bryan treatment. Yep. He's get his. He got his bump finally. He got the win. He's they, they made the crowd happy. That's all this match mattered. Yep. Um. But yeah, and it ended the way it was supposed to. But there were some near. And like this is a testament to everybody involved, but there were some near eliminations that were like really, really interesting. Because I was like, "Oh, maybe LA Knight won't win," you know. Yeah. And that's when wrestling works. Is when I'm like, "Okay, we all know who's going to win." But then I legitimately believe, for even if it's for a split second, it's like, "Oh, oh," because I want to be worked. Yeah. You just got to work me better. That sounded dirty. Oh. Oh. Getting into some uh, Billy and Chuck territory there. Play Barbie in my ear. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So next we have, I'll be honest, I don't know how I feel about this match. We had uh, Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey in an MMA rules match. Now, I have a theory. Okay. I I think this was a trial run, and I think it was decided at the last minute to see if it was going to work because, as we all know, WWE, I don't think the deal's finalized, but WWE is going to be purchased by the same parent company as the UFC. So they basically got in and had a worked MMA fight. Yeah. Just to see... I have a feeling it was just to see if it was viable, and honestly, who better than two former, I believe both were in the UFC. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Former professional MMA fighters. So, I'm trying to think how to say this. As a wrestling fan, I didn't really care for it. It wasn't something that I was like, ooh, ah, uh, but you got to think that it's under MMA rules. So it's not going to be your typical wrestling style match. Well, and that's, that was my problem because it wasn't under MMA rules <laughs> because technically Ronda Rousey won the match twice <laughs> before Shayna won, uh, won by TKO and then won by an actual knockout, which would have been in an MMA fight. That head kick was a knockout. It was. Because you don't have to be out for 10. You have to just... So, yeah. technically, Ronda won twice before Shayna choked her out. Um, And that was really my only issue. And then Shayna got out of the ring at one point, which in an, there's a reason MMA fights take place in a cage, because you're not yeah. supposed to be able to get out. It kind of defeats the purpose. And then here's another question, which they didn't address, but I'm curious. So, or maybe they did. Did they get a rope break in this one? I can't remember. I don't think so. Well, but in an MMA rules, that wouldn't apply because you don't get to break a submission if you grab the cage. Yeah. In fact, a lot of times people use the cage to help sink in their submissions. Um, but at the same time, I mean, for... Well, I don't know how much they worked it because Shayna had a legitimate black eye, but yeah, I mean, some of them, some of the moves looked 
breathtaking. And like uh, Ronda's step up running knee was. I think that's what gave uh, uh, Shane of the black eye or could have been that kick. E- either one. Well, I think the kick mainly got her behind, but um, yeah, the knee probably did it because I, as somebody who has taken and thrown knees, it's really hard. Well, it's really difficult to throw a convincing knee softly. <laughs> it's like there's going to be like, did she do it full force? No, but that's still a knee traveling with some velocity. It's 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 gonna it's gonna hurt. Yeah, but not nonetheless, it, the match was what it. I think they did exceptional for what it was. For what it was, it was a good match. That's only that's the only thing you can say about it. Yeah, and they both. I bet they were having a blast, because for well, Shayna kind of took to pro wrestling like a duck to water, but yeah, they were both in situations where it's like, okay, I can do this in my sleep, so I can just have some fun, and I yeah. wonder, I wonder how much of it was choreographed, if any. Because when they're, I have a feeling that they're that good that they can go out there and call it in the ring, essentially. And you know, personally, if I were booking it, that's what I would have done. I'd been like, here's what I want. Get the point across and finish it how you guys think you should. That's so, exactly the way I would have done it. So basically, you would have wanted... <laughs> Eric says, hi, <laughs> hello from the road. I'm important. Say hi to. Oh, hi to me. I thought. I thought. I thought he said hi ho. Well, hello, Eric. He's working tonight. Because actually, that's a good point. Tonight's the regular night for the Average Intelligence podcast, but we have to swerve swerve it around. So, but we were able to bring you down the middle. Um. But yeah, I would have. So basically, you wanted them to do it like. A wrestling match back in the day. Yeah, I, I would have said he, he like 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 I just said, and I feel like I'm repeating myself, and I probably am. I would have handed them, said, "This is a story we want to cr- get across." Rhonda, you know you're going over, or uh, Shayna, you know you're going over. Get this point across. If there's a specific finish here, it is. Other than that, and and you're going, um, and you're going, yeah, and you're going eight minutes. Yep, that's. Uh, that's a hundred percent what I would have done with that match, right? Because who's, who's actually WWE writers would do this. They would walk up to two professional one of I don't remember Shayna Baszler, I don't think she was a world champion, but Ronda was, and you're gonna walk up to two championship level professional fighters and tell them how to have a work MMA fight. Ronda was champion. I know she was. I don't know if Shayna was. Oh, I don't think Shayna was now. I don't think, at least not in the UFC. I'm sure she was elsewhere. Um, but yeah, it's like who's who's gonna have the balls to walk up to Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and be like, okay, uh, this is what we're gonna do to choreograph it. No, just let them do it. You want to do an arm drag at three minutes and thirty seconds? Because I've ever seen an arm drag in an MMA fight. That's why I would. That's why I would have pictured it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I, I wouldn't say it's a failed experiment. I think that they might break it out more, but I think for like a test run, I think it did pretty well. Yeah. 
I, I think it would have been perfect too. And it just like more than it comes to mind, like if they were to try to do it again, I think a perfect, perfect people to pair would have been uh, Brock and Bobby. Yeah. Well, they kind of did it with Brock and Kane Velasquez, but it wasn't an MMA style. It was an actual straight up match. Right, right. No, I, I get that. But here's the problem with MMA rules. You don't have a lot of opportunity to sell because by its very nature, there's not a lot of pause unless you kind of fudge the MMA rules, which they did. So, but that's because hardcore UFC fans, if you can convince them to watch this, they're going to call that out immediately. It's like, because I thought, oh, Ronda won. Oh, no, she didn't. I'm not a big like UFC person. Like, I mean, I'll go to YouTube and look up UFC knockouts and watch that and be done with it. But like, I'm not an overly huge UFC fan. Well, and then here's the other problem with MMA rules. So apparently there's not rounds when WWE does it. And in MMA, there are. So I, th- I think they got to tweak the concept a bit. Um, yeah. But I mean, overall, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I just had some minor, minor issues with it. I was kind of surprised that they let Shane, that they had Shayna win, though. I'm not surprised because I heard Ron has been one out, though. That, yeah, and I I had heard that. So I bet you, though, I bet Ronda was happy to do it if she does want to leave to put Shayna over. Um, and I'm a Shayna Baszler fan, although I haven't... I don't think you're ever going to top Shayna in NXT. Because that was so good. Um, but next, we had, honestly, a match that, again, it wasn't bad, but it could have been it could have been better. Uh, we had Gunta defending his Intercontinental Championship against Drew McIntyre. First off, I heard Drew's contract's coming up. Yeah. And he doesn't know if he wants to re-sign or not. And you know what? I was thinking because, and this time it's not Drew's fault, Drew McIntyre is an exceptionally talented wrestler. I mean, he looks like that. He can work like that. He can talk. And yet WWE, except for the when he first came back, hasn't really done all that much with him. I would like to see, and I don't care where it happens, but I would like to see kind of the return of that Drew Galloway character, which I forget what it was called in when he was in Impact, but his like, what was he calling that? He was fighting against the system, and I cannot remember what in the world he was calling it. But again, and Jim Cornette brought this up, and it's a very fair criticism. So it's like, and Sheamus is included in this too. He's like, the problem with WWE, with very few exceptions, is when they have international wrestlers, it's usually some kind of like super dated stereotype. He's like, people in Scotland are not fucking carrying around claymores and wearing kilts all the time. He's like, isn't there something cool going on there that they can get Drew to do that instead? And like, gotta be fucking kidding me. Somebody is at my door. But I will go on about it. Entertain um, the people. Um, back to 
the forbidden door, our forbidden door. Um, it's just, it's going to be a long process. It's like I said, it's going to take time for me to get all the characters downloaded, to get all the characters set, and then I got to sit down and create all the matches to get it prepared to either one us live stream it, and uh, we might live stream it here. We might. I stream it on Twitch and YouTube at the same time. I mean, I don't, I don't know what we had chosen yet to do there. But it's going to take time. A lot of time. And I mean a lot of time. But we'll get done eventually. I mean, obviously with what work involved, it's just the time is not always there. Especially when you're living that third shift life. But the logo, like I said, it's sweet. It takes a lot of inspiration from uh, WCW. A lot of inspiration. Um, I don't know. Maybe if once the logo's leaked, if you guys like it so much, maybe we can make a shirt with it and do a limited time sell. Maybe. Maybe. But if you'd like that, just make a comment, letting us know that that's something you may may be interested in whenever we post uh, the logo. Um, let's talk about stores. What can we talk about right now? Here, you know, I I shit on AEW a lot. Let me talk about some of the things I'm liking right now. There's not much. But what I do like is I like the MJF Adam Cole story they got going on right now. And I believe, I believe, I believe Adam Cole is going to be the guy to turn and not MJF. And I only say that is because not this dynamite, but the dynamite before when Adam Cole hugged MJF. He hugged him the same way when he hugged Roderick Strong when he turned on him in NXT. Patted his back. And he took his fist and done that a couple times on his back. And that's what led for him to turn on Roger Strong. So at this point, I think we may see Adam Cole turn on MJF. Now, is MJF going to be the baby face? I don't think he's going to be the baby face. Because if, you give, if he goes baby face and Adam Cole goes heel, I just, I don't know how MJF would play as a baby face unless he did the woe is me gimmick but at that point I still don't know <laughs> I don't know how it would work I really don't but I guess time will tell when it comes to it um, what else we got going on right now that I'm liking Hmm. That's about it. I mean, I, I I like the whole Christian Cage Luchasaurus thing, but I think it's gonna be a thing where uh, Luchasaurus finally gets fed up with Christian, and they do some kind of match where Luchasaurus actually takes the, T- the TNT title from him, and then Luchasaurus like finally declares, "Hey, I'm an actual TNT champion." 
But time will tell with that too. Um, um, if most of you guys don't know, the AEW game Fight for Fight Forever came out. Um, I don't have it yet. I plan on getting it, and possibly in the future, maybe we might live stream some gameplay. Maybe. Um, I've heard a lot of good things, a lot of bad things about it. But I personally don't know yet because I have yet to play it. Sorry. Yellow? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> oh, sorry about that, everybody. Um, so where did you leave off? Because we were talking Drew McIntyre, but. Um, I left I left from there. Um, I was just talking about like the AEW game and. Have you a little more? Have you played it yet? I have not played it yet. I was mentioning that I'm thinking about buying it. And that we could possibly do a live stream, maybe. I don't want any part of that. But what I was going to suggest is if you wanted to do a podcast with a friend of yours who's into video games more, much more than I am, because I'm so not into wrestling games, I would be useless. Feel free. You guys can do a special on that. But uh, I would be less than useless. <laughs> I'd actually been talking about a friend about possibly doing a gaming podcast. You should. You can join the RTA Podcast Network. Ooh, maybe. Do it. Do it. Do it. Just do, do it. it. Just do it. In fact, I'll do two spots now. So, um, for those of you who may not be aware, we have the RTA Podcast Network, which currently consists of down the middle, Average Intelligence Podcast, RTA Podcast, part of your Broadway world, and another show, uh, breakfast club is coming soon um he's having he doesn't he hasn't loved his first couple of episodes so he keeps wanting to redo them um but basically it's just a group of creators all independent like nobody's beholden but it's just a network that helps each other and if you join our little network you get access to the uh hidden tutorial videos that i am currently creating so we can teach you step by step on how to build a podcast from the ground up. Now, you can take our advice or you can tell us to fuck off. It's totally up to you. But uh, we recommend, because the Average Intelligence Podcast, which is where my primary focus is right now, has seen substantial growth in the last couple of months. So it may not seem like it, but believe me, we actually do know what we're talking about to a certain extent. Now, you know what else rocks, Brian? What rocks? Rock music. And you know what rock music really rocks right now? Ooh, what rock music? Our friends from the group, or from the band, rather, again. And their debut album, The Red Album, is now available on basically all of your major music platforms. Apple Music, Spotify, Amazon Music. Um, the full album's not on YouTube Music yet, but it will be coming soon. And then I know that they're going to be touring in late summer, fall, is what I was told by them. Dude, I'm not even blowing smoke. It's not just because of my friends. It's a really good album. Like, if you're into not alternative rock, but, like, 
really if you're into any kind of rock music because it's it's this really interesting hybrid it's kind of like if you take like new metal and blend it with hair bands and it just smash them together but it works Ooh, you don't have to send me there's a link in the description to their youtube channel and you know what i'll use that link yep and actually if i can if i could recommend in one song in particular which is my personal favorite kamikaze it is on youtube that song has no business being as good as it is but it fucking rocks plus all the guys in the band are super cool um so you should definitely check them out and support them and we will probably announce when we have hard tour dates um but we will get right on that you know what i have an idea what do you have an idea for? Easy idea. Well, you know how pay-per-views have their music that goes on for their pay-per-view, like their album music. Maybe we might be able to put that in there. I'm sure that they would be perfectly fine letting us do that. However, I wouldn't recommend Kamikaze for that one. It's a different feel, but they've got they've got a couple. I'm thinking Turned might be the way to go, which is another really good song, but it's a little bit more upbeat. That's a good idea, Brian. I got a little, a lot of good ideas. You're one of them idea fellers. I do like my fair share of ideas. Uh, but anyway, going back to the intense wrestling action. Honestly, Gunther looked a little small. He did. I, I, I agree. And I'm not thinking. I'm not saying Gunther's losing his touch or anything. No, it's because he's think- standing next to Drew McIntyre that's six six and looks like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let me talk to you up there. <laughs> Hold on, girl, let me grab a mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, the match was great. I think. I think they're losing people to put Gunther against that he hasn't faced and beaten yet. This is true. Um, and I think they're just like, well, we need a big name to put up against Gunther that will bring a halfway decent match at SummerSlam. Agreed. Agreed, 100%. But, and again, it's not that it was a bad match. Far from it. But it it was just kind of, which is a shame, but it was just kind of, eh. Eh. Just a little meh. So... Not to cut you off, these next couple matches, I'd kind of like to speed through the main event because I got a lot to say about main event. Well, there's technically only... Oh, well, there's two more and then one kind of surprise one, but... um, So next we had Seth Franklin Rollins versus Finn Balor for the World Heavyweight Championship. Now, I will say... I loved the story this match was telling. And the match was good. It's just a shame that I would have liked to have seen Finn win it. I would have liked Finn. I agree. I would have liked, I would have liked to see Finn win it, yes. I think it's time for Finn to win it. But here's my question. And here's my... Here's, here's the answer I want to hear from you. Who's the actual leader of Judgment Day? Well, I think that's why they, I think that's, 
the only person the only person it's not is dominic dominic's holding his own and dominic's doing well what he's doing yeah but i mean in terms of being leader of judgment day i think that's kind of their thing is they don't really have a leader that's the point i'm getting at and then finn was talking to uh jd on smackdown maybe we might see another person added to the group maybe I think it's time for Damian Priest to maybe. I think Damian Priest is the guy that needs to leave. Yes, I agree. I think it's time for him. And like, I'm like in Judgment Day, but I think Damian, it's almost becoming not good enough for Damian Priest to be in a group right now. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not saying it doesn't work because it kind of does. The way his character is and how he's playing heel and how everything's working, it works for him. But I don't think. I don't think it's enough for him character-wise. I think he could pertain to stuff better as a heel, as singles competitor. Right, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm getting at. I think they are kind of planting the seed for him to leave. And at the same time, I kind of understand why they wouldn't want uh, Seth to lose the belt yet because they're trying to build its prestige, which it, there's no fast track to doing that. It's just going to take time. Yeah, well, considering a, any other world champion before him didn't matter so now it's a fresh start world champion yeah pretty well um it is kind of a nice bookend to that question of well you know if finn hadn't been injured would you know that that whole that whole bit so seth is the quote better man um match was good it's it's impossible to have a bad match with those two yeah well, and if you notice something too, and, and, and Seth is so good about storyline. If you notice the jacket that he wore with his entrance, they they the pointed he wore when he uh, um, did the buckle bomb on the ringside. Yeah, they pointed that out. The announcers did. Yep, and I thought that was a nice little touch. I, I did. It's not the first time we've seen it from Seth. I mean, he wore the polka dots when he faced Cody. Which that was that was awesome. I, I liked that very much. He came out in his shield entrance when he faced uh, Roman a couple years ago at SummerSlam. Yep. I mean, it's, it's the little things with Seth that he does that makes Seth so great. But it's always the little things, isn't it? It, it is. It's always the little things that get me. Well, it's it's always the little things that get everybody, you know, it's like and it's like I, I don't understand why more people don't get it. It's the little shit. It's the well, it's I the little details. I think it's what what works. It's it's n- the nostalgia about it. Well, right. But it's just it, it, it's it's just that little extra that gets you invested because, you know, he didn't have to wear the polka dots, but it added more to the match. Just yeah, from exactly. just from what he was wearing. Same with the jacket. And they pointed it out. It helps tell the story. Exactly. But uh, all in all, good match. Not surprised by the ending. Would have preferred Finn, but I'm more of a Finn fan, especially now because I'm sorry, the metrosexual Seth Rollins. I, I know people are loving it, but I'm I'm not a fan. I think it's weird. Actually, so I mentioned that I was watching it with my girl. They did the promo, the Applebee's promo where Seth is wearing that, like, sheer black shirt. 
Yeah. Legit, not even being funny. She's like, oh, he's gay. <laughs> and I'm like, actually, those two are married. She's like, oh, really? Wouldn't have guessed that. That's great. Which I in my in my mind, I was just kind of like, I'm not the only one. That's great. But Seth seems to be having a good time with it. So whatever. Who cares about my opinion? He makes far more money than I do. Holy crap. Got Mantle Gamer. KKKMKM. I don't. My friend, I don't know what you're trying to say. But thank you for the comments, I suppose. Um, but yeah, any more thoughts on Finn and Seth? No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. Uh, righty. Well, next we had, uh, a triple threat for the WWE women's championship. Bianca Belair versus Asuka, the champion versus Charlotte Flair. I don't mean this in a bad way. But the entrances were my favorite part. There's something about Charlotte's entrance that she has perfected over time that I just, I think is stellar. Um, their entrances were great. I, I, I definitely agree. Um, what? And again, not to say it was a bad match. Yeah. But those are the parts that stuck out to me. I feel like I say this often, but the match was what it was for. It was a match to get all three ladies together because they've all been trying to fight to get that belt back from Asuka. And uh, when Bianca fell off the top, I legitimately 100% thought she was hurt. The way she landed, the way she screamed, I legit thought she was hurt. Isn't Bianca so good at that? She's so good, but it's I, I'm at the point with Bianca. It's like, there's something that needs to change. I agree, but I couldn't tell you what that is. Heal. Yeah, I can see. <laughs> I can tell you what it is. She should be a heel. Heel. Because I, um, I don't know, man. She takes she she sells so well. Like I, I she doesn't literally take a beating, but man, she takes a beating like a baby face. Oh, she does. She. I'm not saying anything like her baby face character is great. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just with How Bianca. Can, there's something there that I'm wanting more of. Yeah, and it's like Jim Cornette says. How can I miss you if you never go away? Yeah. You know, you can't miss Babyface Bianca if it's always Babyface Bianca. And she's there every week. She's always competing every week. Which, again, because she's a Babyface. So her turning heel would actually be a nice little vacation for her, too. Yeah. And, like, since she been to the main roster, she's been on a consistent basis every freaking week. Because she's she's a freak athlete, too. I mean, I think she took maybe a month off after she lost the title, if that. I don't even think it was that long. Yeah, I'm, I I don't think it was even that long, buddy. But uh, but so anyway, Bianca ended up winning this match. But then... In a weird way, too. Yeah. In a weird way. I didn't hate it, though. I didn't hate it. 
but it was cool. Like she was tied up in the figure four or figure eight, and then Oscar came in, sprayed the mist. Oscar got in to try to break it up, and then she got rolled up. Yep. Like that was unique. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm a big fan anymore of just a roll up because you just don't see it anymore. But you know what's been people, and, and I'm not trying to prolong the conversation. AEW has been doing it way too much. With roll-up wins? Oh, yes. Hmm. I must not have noticed that. CM Punk for the last two weeks have won by roll-ups. Well, I think that's CM Punk sending a message. <laughs> but Could be. But, I mean, back to the um, triple threat match, like, it, it was solid. The finish was solid. But, it, uh, but again, but again, it was solid. It wasn't particularly memorable. Yeah. Now, something really cool did happen immediately after. What was it, Brian? You finally cashed in. I'm kind of surprised, too. Pleasantly. It surprised me, and I didn't expect it. I didn't either, but... He was the only one to come out originally. EO1... Dakota Kai was there too in a crowd and he brought her up. Which I guess I don't know if EO cashing in was a last minute call, but having Dakota there was because I saw on the Twitter. It was a hundred percent last minute call. She was doing a live stream when it happened. Yep. And I think that was at one PM. She was on a plane by five and she got there at seven, I think. It was it was during the Gunther um Oh no, she um, she landed at seven, but then she got to the arena during the uh, Gunther Drew McIntyre fight. Yep. Which, hey, mad, mad respect. Oh, yeah. 100% bad respect. But I, I think the EO thing was called last second if that happened. I, that, it seemed to me like it was. I feel like it was a last second thing to have EO win it only because Dakota Kai was told last second. Well, and I think that was last minute call made because I saw when this match was announced, I had seen some fan reaction. The best way to describe it was not everybody, but some people were just like, really? Again, this? Which I think is I think is a touch unfair because all three of them are so good. Like, come on. Yeah. But I, I at the same time, I kind I kind of get it because it's like. You know, are, are we really going to do this again? But I digress. So EO Sky is now the WWE Women's Champion. Congrats to her. Congrats. We wish her a long and eventful reign. Positively eventful, though. Um, but now we're moving on to, honestly, a bigger surprise for me than the Battle Royal because I... And then I'll let you give your spiel here in a second, but I just want to preface with this. I... I like what's going on with the bloodline. However, I often find myself as I'm watching. I don't want to say I'm getting bored with it, but I'm just kind of like, uh, okay. Like, you know, like you're watching SmackDown and the last 20 minutes is the bloodline talking. And, you know, I, I get it. I'm following the story, but like this particular moment is just, so I wasn't particularly excited for this match because we all know Roman's going to win. Like, we we know. We don't know how, but we know he's going to. Yeah. 
And then about not even halfway through, I'd say about a third way through the match, they're just having such a good match that I am so invested in it. And I want to point out one thing that the Anawai family is I don't think they get enough credit for this. Their punches are phenomenal. All of them. Every single one of them. But Roman has gotten so good at them. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. Jay's throwing... Jay, I think it was Jay who threw one that, like... If I didn't know any better, I would have said he just he just punched Roman in the face. It was one or the other. And, I mean... Sh- it was good, and Roman is just in his element. When they started doing this, something just clicked for him, and he got everything. Yeah. Like, he he completely changed for the better. <laughs> He's like, I'm not doing any more fucking suffering succotash. <laughs> like, he's so good now. And I never, I, I didn't think I would say this, but I think, because you know how WWE goes through their eras as far as who's the face of the company. It is undeniable that there was, there was a hole there for a minute between John Cena and now, but Roman Reigns has officially replaced John Cena as the face of WWE. And he doesn't need the championship anymore to be that, I don't think. Here's what I have to say. There's there's a lot of good and a lot of things like why. First off, tribal combat. We was not told anything about tribal combat until the pay-per-view. Which I that was another criticism. Uh go ahead. I have to do something real quick, but I will be back. But I know what you're talking about. I will talk about something else for now because I have a lot to say that you'd want to hear. Okay, what can we talk about now? Digress, digress, digress. Um, you know what? You know what? Make a comment below if you guys would be interested in me doing a gaming podcast for stuff that is now up until uh, all the way back until like the NES, Super Nintendo, Atari the genesis all all up into this era yeah yeah now if you would be interested in me possibly doing a gaming podcast with a friend comment below one of us will see it and maybe i can work something out i just put in the comments that i'm interested (laughs) um now back to the whole roman thing um I would have liked to hear heard it the Friday before the SmackDown before the pay per view, what this rules and statements was of tribal combat. Well, didn't now? Okay, so this might be my fault, um, but didn't they do that at the end of a SmackDown to discuss the rules? No, I thought they did. I never heard them say one time what the rules was of tribal combat. Huh. That's unfortunate. And- you, you know what they should have done? They should have had of who was alive still, the leaders say what the tribal combat was. Or even Rikishi say what the rules of the tribal combat was. Like, what rules and stipulations they were. 
second thing that bothered me a little bit. Where's Alpha? Where's Sia? Where's Rikishi? Why wasn't any of these guys at ringside during the tribal combat? Wouldn't you think the High Chiefs would be there? To see how the tribal combat panned out? Well, but my my push I, I agree that would have made it better, but my pushback would have been like, why now? Why not when Roman announced himself as the head of the family? Or head of the table, rather. The tribal chief. I feel like that would have if they were gonna push back on it, they would have done so in the beginning, where it would have been like, No, you haven't earned that. And actually that would have been an inter- that would have been very interesting. But it's it's too late now. Well, here's here's my other thing. In actual tribal combat, now this is actual. It states that nobody can get involved. If somebody gets involved in tribal combat, the head of the table then loses the head, loses the the necklace or whatever it's called, and can no longer be head of the table ever again i think that would have made it more interesting but then they wouldn't have had the swerve at the end which i don't know how i felt about that part so here's what i have to say about that here's why um newsflash it was jimmy obviously we all know it was it was little jimmy it was jimmy and here's why it was jimmy oh here's this first off first off i think they pulled the trigger too soon on it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we have I don't... I, it doesn't make any sense. We have 35 weeks till WrestleMania. Wouldn't you want Jimmy and Jay to be WrestleMania? It's brother versus brother. It's that big of a match. It needs to be at WrestleMania. What are they going to do for the next 35 weeks to lead up to WrestleMania? I'm sure they'll figure it out when it comes to the bloodline, but I see your point. Okay. Back to the reason why Jimmy turned on Jay. My personal thinking on it. Jay's always been the guy of the tag team. He's the main eventer. He He's the one that makes all the decisions. He's the one that leads the pack. It's always, it's always been about Jay. Well, if you recall, this is going back a long time ago, but it could be integral to the story. If you remember, way back when the Usos were new on the roster, they used to always introduce themselves like this. I'm Jimmy. This is Jay. True. Jimmy would do more of the talking, but over time, you're right. And then Jimmy got injured. Yep. And then it was about main event Jay Uso. Yep. So I think, yeah. So I think that will, I think you're spot on. I think that will be ultimately what, his reasoning is. Yes. Um, the match was great. Everything was solo. The reactions from Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is such an outstanding manager. Always has I, been. I, I, I cannot fathom how great of a manager he is. I mean, all the way back to when he first started managing for the Samoans. Back in NWA. Oh, that's a nice little... I can't believe I didn't realize that until just now. So for anybody who is like, why why is Paul Heyman with Roman Reigns? 
There you go. He's always it's, been part of the Samoan somehow. It's like a circle. The circle of it's life. Like, it's like a circle. But, uh... Oh, crap. Brian, it's almost like... It's almost like there's a point to all this. Oh, maybe AEW should take pointers. Oh, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> Paul was great. Everything that Solo did was great. Everything that Roman did was great. Everything that Jay did was great. And then what Jimmy did was great too. And I didn't, I didn't expect it. I didn't expect Jimmy to be the one other mask. I did not. I really didn't. I think my only thing would have been, I would have liked to have seen all that happen the way it was, but don't reveal that it was Jimmy. Not yet. Nope. I don't think, I don't think it should have been revealed either. Cause then it's like a mystery. Yep. And that could have took them time to play it on. And you could have kept Jimmy and Jay together on every week. And just Jimmy always having that overlooked shoulder at Jay. Yep. And that like weird like. Yeah, they pulled an AEW, didn't they? They did kind of. They 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 blew their wad too early. <laughs> okay. Um. They wanted they wanted the social media clicks. Yeah. Um. I just felt like that they could have played that on more with the whole Jimmy and Jay. I agree. Could have kept them together every week. They could have kept doing their own thing where they're feuding with Roman, but Jimmy's either been underneath the table with Roman this whole time and known what's going on without Jay knowing. And then, then they could have pulled a trigger closer to WrestleMania. Yep, I agree. I think that would have been tremendously better, but I digress. But it's about that time. I have nothing else to say. Falafel. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't I, I can't think of anything other than I mean it was a stellar main event, and I think I have a theory. I think they might be using this storyline to get people used to longer matches again, because you'll notice most of them, like how long was this match? Let me look. This match was 36 minutes. I was about to say it was a long one, but it didn't feel like 36 minutes. It did not. But you notice like Roman and well, Roman really, I mean, obviously his, the entire bloodline has mastered, the pacing of a wrestling match, but it's an older, like, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of. It kind of reminds me of, I don't know if I could pin it on a year, but it kind of reminds me of like the, uh, the early, early nineties. It kind of reminds me of a Bret Hart pacing match. Kind of. Like it's that pace where there are explosive moments, but it's it it's slower. It's methodical. It's like yeah. Roman's actually thinking about what he's doing instead of doing a routine. And Roman's not the only person that does that, but yeah, I think they're using it to get people used, or I hope rather they're using it to get people used to those kinds of matches again. Because frankly, and it's a shame, the athleticism is it's not getting stale, but now everybody's so damn good. Like a moonsault's not even special now. Yeah. 
when a moonsault used to get crowds on their feet. And but now most of your guys on the roster can do a standing moonsault, so it's kind of like and they haven't protected it, so you kind of have to go back to that how do you build drama in a match because the car crash, you know, attraction is it's not gone, but it's it's much more common now. So I think I, I and it gives me hope for pro wrestling in the future cuz CM Punk's doing it in AEW to a lesser extent. You know, he's getting people used to matches where they don't go to the outside of the ring every time. Where, holy shit, it's just a wrestling match and it ends in the middle of the ring with a roll-up, you know? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And FTR was doing with tag team wrestling. It's like, oh, they 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 hot-tagged. What the shit? <laughs> you know, not used to seeing that. Um, yeah. But I think there's there's a group of people that are trying to get back to that style of wrestling, because honestly, that's what's going to be necessary to keep people interested in pro wrestling, because now the athleticism isn't as much of a draw as impressive as it is. I don't want to take anything away from these people, but what historically, what made people stay invested in professional wrestling was the story they were telling in and out of the ring. Because like, what's the most athletic thing Roman did in that match? A spear? Maybe. Jay did a dive, but... Jay did a dive. <laughs> I think the most athletic thing was Roman spearing him through the that barricade. Probably. How many times is somebody thrown into a barricade in an average AEW match? At least two or three times, on average. Do you see what I'm getting at? Yeah. And yet, which match made more money? Exactly. By far. And it was a gimmick barricade. But it didn't look like it. Not at all. Because they're that damn good. <laughs> I, I just... You know, the and it's it's not only because I listen to Jim Cornette, but I highly recommend if you're a wrestling fan, you should be listening to Jim Cornette's podcast because I don't always agree with him because they said they didn't like this match. And I was like, oh, I, w- I mean, come on. It was great. But um, the insight that he gives, I just looked up and down and saw that EO Sky versus Bianca Belair was eight seconds. <laughs> That's funny. Um, but I find that I'm noticing a lot more when I'm watching pro wrestling ever since I listened, started listening to Jim's podcast because he makes you aware of things. And it's like, oh, I never thought about that before. And now I'm there are things that I look for now subconsciously just because it's like, oh, yeah, that they did bury the ref there, didn't they? <laughs> and being that our our good friend Benji was a referee. You got to respect the refs. Yep. Because if the refs like frankly if the refs don't have any respect then why are they there? There's a lot of wrestling matches I watch from both promotions, mind you, where the ref seems like they're just there to make the three count. 
you know, and I want to see more baby faces. Again, it's the little things. I want to see more baby faces start letting go of a hold on the one count. That kind of stuff. The heels are supposed to hold it until four or five. You know, and I want to see baby faces start not willingly going to the outside. Like if they go to the outside, it's because they've been thrown out and they're fighting to get back in. That kind of stuff. And this isn't a knock at Cody, but like I don't want to see a baby face use the stairs unless they're desperate, which I mean, Cody probably was in that context, because when the when baby faces act like baby faces, then the heels can act like heels and it comes across as them acting like heels. Yeah, I know that sounds like self-explanatory, but. You know, when when you're watching a match and you're not sure who's the baby face and who's the heel. It's kind of the point. Hardcore matches notwithstanding, because then it's just whatever. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, if you don't have anything anything to add, I think we'll wrap her up. That is fine. I got two minutes to walk inside. All right, perfect. Thank you, everyone, for enjoying this episode of Down the Middle. As always, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Help the little podcast grow and help the other podcasts in our network, including the new gaming podcast coming your way soon. You're interested. I think, I think your debut could be AEW Fight Forever to kind of lean people into it. Or you can... I still think you should do AEW Fight Forever on Down the Middle, but that can be your introduction where you can let people know. Do it with your new co-host. That'd be fun. That could be interesting. That could be something I could do. Alrighty. And then, as always, also, be sure to check out our friends from The Rock Band again. Link is in the description. Listen to Kamikaze. You'll love it. And for those of you, if you would rather listen to the podcast than watch it, you can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube Music, Amazon, basically everywhere you can get your audio podcast, you can find down the middle because we're awesome like that. And until next time, I, I watch wrestling. I don't know. Just, you know, watch do what wrestling. You need to do. Yeah, do what you need to do and watch wrestling.